Hello and welcome to Cavalcade of America from otrgold.com. This episode will begin after a brief message from our sponsors. The Cavalcade of America, sponsored by DuPont, maker of better things for better living through chemistry, presents one of Hollywood's favorite leading men, George Murphy, as Terence O'Toole, MP, U.S. Army. Tonight, Cavalcade presents the popular picture star, George Murphy, as Terence O'Toole, MP. A play about a branch of the armed forces that the public is most aware of, but knows the least about. The military police, or in G.I. language, the MPs, the blanket soldiers, so-called because of the armbands they wear. These are the men seen on the streets, in railroad stations, on trains, or wherever military forces gather. They maintain order and discipline, keep military traffic moving, and check on personnel. But theirs is a far vaster job than most persons suspect. DuPont presents the story of the Blanket Soldiers, written by Milton Wayne and starring George Murphy as Terence O'Toole, M.P., on the Cavalcade of America. Me? I'm Corporal Terence O'Toole in the Corps of Military Police, United States Army. You can spot me quick by the blue band on my arm with the white letters MP. A blanket, they call it, in the GI Dictionary. And the guy wearing it is a blanket soldier. And that ain't meant for a compliment, take my word for it. So now you've got me pegged. I'm sitting on a train with my friend Cap, and we're passing through Jersey. And he's just told me all about how he spent his furlough. So for a time, I'm just sitting there taking in the scenery. And then... Terry, what are you worrying about? Well, I'll tell you, Kappa, I, I've got something on my mind. Yeah? And I was thinking you being a guy that went to college, maybe you can straighten me out. <laughs> I'll do my best. Fire away. Well, these days, everybody talks about building up morale. You, you know what I mean? There's something wrong with your morale, Terry? Search me. I never give it a thought. But my Aunt Bridget's morale, that's, that's the big responsibility I got. When did all this happen? These couple of days when I was home, but I should have seen it before. Well, what's wrong with your aunt? Well, these days, Kappa, she's a very, very lonely old lady. Nobody escapes the war these days. Even women and children. Sure, sure, I know, I know. But I told you how it is with me and Aunt Bridgie. She raised me, you know, on the money she made working in a department store. She put me through high school. I felt good when I got the job in the steel mill and started paying the rent. I guess I got to be a big part in her life. Well, the day I enlisted, she didn't cry or nothing. She just went off to church. Well, Kappa, a lot of things got straightened out last night when the two of us got talking together. And that blue band with the white letters you have around your arm, Terry, what do those letters MP stand for? Military police, Aunt Bridget. Glory! 
Sorry, B. Military police. There's been a policeman in the O'Toole family ever since your grandfather. Oh, sure, sure. I know, I know. But it's not going to be very exciting to fight the war by having to look after the other lads on trains and on the railroad stations. Why, if you do your job and do it well, whatever it may be, Terry, I'll always be proud of you. If it's only direct and traffic, garden buildings and prisoners, I'll never come back with a medal for that kind of business, Auntie. Well, just come back the way you are. If being an MP is the job the Army wants you to do... But nobody asked my opinion. Well, maybe I'm just being a foolish old woman. Oh, oh for shame. And you the brightest and fairest of all the O2. <laughs> now I'm serious, Terrence. I won't be worrying so much about you now. Not even the company I keep? I'll come back with a college education. Oh, you know. no, you're just teaching. No, no, I mean it. This ain't like it was in the last war when lots of the MPs were the goons and the bully boys. You know, all beef and no brains. Now they train us for five months in a special camp. Why, guys who used to be teachers and lawyers, they're in my outfit. Well, your friend Kappa sounds like a fine man. Oh, he is a fine man. His real name is Henry Lessing. His real name? Oh, sure. We just call him Kappa because when he went to college, he got what they call the Phi Beta Kappa. They gave him a key. To the college? No, no, it's just a little bit of a key. I don't think it would open anything very much. Well, anyhow, he's a very smart lad. You know, he says you write wonderful letters, Auntie. Here now, here, what's the trouble, sweetheart? Well, we've never been apart, Terence. And your letters... Uh, now, couldn't you tell me a little more about the things you're studying? The work you're doing, the men you're with? Well, sure, darling, sure. I will, and I promise it. And no more worrying about me, do you understand? I'll write you everything, just like I'm sitting here now and telling you. Oh, thank you, Terry. And bless you. Well, Kappa, that's what I made her believe. I couldn't see her worry. And now I, I just don't feel right inside. Why, Terry? Well, I didn't lie to her. I never lied in my life to Aunt Bridgie. But it's the things you didn't tell her that bother you, eh? Yes. It's... Like the fact that you want to be sent overseas and... Maybe really use some of those guns they've been teaching us to handle? Well, that part might never happen, so why should I say anything about it? But what I mean is, I left her thinking that an MP is the sweetest racket in the whole army. <laughs> Most people think so anyway. Yes, I'm afraid they do. Well, however, we'll be through training in a week or so. If they put me on a job that's going to be worrying Aunt Bridgie to death, I guess I've got to tell her. But in a way that won't hurt. Now, that wouldn't be lying, would it, Kappa? No, Terry. That wouldn't be lying. Dear Aunt Bridget, two weeks after we got back to camp, we finished our training. Now we're on a boat. I can't tell you what boat or where we're going to, but you can be sure for us blanket soldiers, it'll still be traffic to control and prisoners to guard. Plenty of them, I hope. I'll see another piece or two of this world, Princess, and all expenses paid. So don't you get to worrying too much, Makushna, because I'll know it if you do. MP Company, report immediately to Officers Mess Hall, B Deck. MP Company, report immediately to Officers Mess Hall, B Deck. And then, men, we shall proceed from England. Our ultimate objective will be North Africa. This MP company has already had extensive instruction in gunnery, tactics, landmine detection, gas control, and taking care of yourselves generally. 
Now your training really begins. Dear Aunt Bridgie, almost all our spare time on this boat were studying or going to lectures. Most of the lectures are about the country we're going to be in, about the people, their customs, their language, etc. In a little while, the Major is going to give us a talk on geography, which I think should be very interesting. Knowledge of terrain and use of its features, that will often be the deciding factor when we reach North Africa. Now observe this sketch of Hill 480, the main enemy defense overlooking the oil fields on Cape Palma. Approaching from the rear, you will note the hill is cut by defiles and narrow paths. The next letter I write, Shemakushla, I will be getting over my sea legs on good, solid land. Tonight, they're going to tell us just what jobs we're going to do when we get there sometime tomorrow. And the day after, the sun will be shining down on your nephew Terrence, and I'll bet you anything you can think of, he'll be standing somewhere directly back. This MP company has been divided into four groups, each commanded by an officer. This is the plan of operation for D-Day. At each hour plus 30, the first group is to enter the town of Halma, immediately head for the center of civilian government and take over. The second group will be fire protection for the first. The third group will be held in reserve on the beach. The fourth group is to cut over to Cape Halma in support of a company from the 7th Down. Fourth group, all present, O'Toole? All present, Sarge. Okay. The lieutenant wants you to go over the high spots one more time. Now, the HR is 0300. That gives us just about 40 minutes. There's no moon or stars, and we go without lights. Now, let's make this snappy answer in rotation. Kalinsky, you start. How many barges do we use? Four. Captain's boat in the lead. What's our mission? Combat. Combat. You get that, you beefing blanket soldiers? What's our objective? When we hit the beach, we cut over to the Cape in support of a company from the 7th Infantry. We wipe out enemy batteries, round up prisoners, protect oil tanks and refineries. Okay, repeat. When we hit the beach, we cut over to the Cape in support of a company. Sure taking us a long time to get there. Take it easy, guy, take it easy. Suppose you had to walk. Nuts, I'd call me a cat. Kappa. What do you think? I don't know, Terry. Shouldn't be much farther to the beach, according to the maps. Hey, you guys. Listen to this. I just heard the Navy guy telling our Louie. He thinks maybe they got a wrong azimuth reading. Oh, that blind leading the blind. The spire got ahead! The spire got ahead! Down, everybody! They're going to search you! Down, you guys! shooting. They're like ducks in a shooting gallery. Sergeant. Hey, Sarge. Who's that? It's me. O'Toole. Can you see me? 
Yeah. Here, I'm over here. I'm waving my hand. Yeah, I see now. Here. Here, Sarge. Grab hold. Okay. 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 Where'd they get you? Oh, my back. I'm bleeding fast. You guys better keep moving. All right. Stretch out. Stretch out with Floyd. We'll throw you. You're crazy. Okay, men. From now on, you're taking orders from me. Follow me, everybody. We're heading for that beach. Right now. We'll make it. Take it easy on this beach. How much time before daylight? Too soon. Too soon. Pete, how's the sergeant? He's out cold. (coughs) I'll take him up on the beach where it's dry. Here, I'll I'll give you a hand. I can make it. I'll get him up there, okay. Anybody got any idea where we are? As long as it's land, what's the difference? Hey, no more. You heard? Those, Those rocks. It's my arm. My... My fingers won't close. Look. Hey, I fell right through the sand. The beach is mine. Landmine. Hold it. Stay where you are, everybody. Pete must have stepped right into it. Wait. Wait, I tell you. For what? Wait for what? Listen. This is for all of us. We're in on something here, and the first signs don't look so good. If the beach is mine, it means they're expecting us. Maybe they heard that mine go off, and maybe they didn't. So what? What about Pete and the sergeant? Those mines go off when you step on them, and they go off to kill. There's only six of us now. We've come too far to die so cheap. You said it. It'll be getting light soon. They'll come fast. I'm going up on the beach. Come fast. I'm going up on the beach. The sergeant's carrying. We need those cans of K-rations. You're running the show now. Ah, I was just talking big before. The sergeant said for you to take over. I'll get the maps, Terry. I'm not asking you, Kappa. Got any suggestions, Terry? Okay. Here's what you do. You find Pete's tracks. You'll have to go on hands and knees and feel for them. Yeah. When you find them, stay in them. Backtrack the same way right down past the waterline, and I'll be waiting. I understand. And be careful, and good luck to you. The rest of you, back into the water. Swim single file along the shore, and you hit where those woods hit the water. Wait there. Here he comes. Here he comes now. Come on, Tampa. Over here. Over here. Okay, Kappa. Fine work. Okay. Let me have the stuff. Yeah. Where are the rest? They're waiting. Let's go. That sun will come up soon. Like the Bronx Express. You are listening to George Murphy as Terrence O'Toole, M.P., The story of America's blanket soldiers, better known as the military police, on the Cavalcade of America, sponsored by DuPont, maker of better things for better living through chemistry. As our play continues, O'Toole and a half dozen other MPs have just been forced to swim ashore from their landing barge destroyed by Nazi gunfire. They are huddled in the dark on an African beach, checking their salvaged weapons and foods so that they can complete the mission assigned to them. What's the score, Raker? Oh, pistols are fouled. I got four grenades, three bayonets, a compass, a couple of knives, and a handful of rocks. Kappa, got us placed on the map yet? I think so. Here, take a look. Mm-hmm. We're between the town and the cape here, but near the cape. Oh. What about that road right above us? It runs from Helmut to the cape. Branches out just before. The lower fork leads to the oil fields, the upper fork leads to the hill 480. I see 
It's where the enemy batteries are placed. Uh-huh. Listen. Huh? Men, listen. Superman, I'm Superman. Okay, now listen. I've got an idea those men are on patrol. That they go up and down on this road between the Cape and the town. And we're going to lay quiet in these woods and watch. We'll clock them every time they go past. Kappa? Yeah? Open up some K-rations, we'll eat. Right. I kind of got a hunch how we're going to use those Jerry's and the Jeep. Say, yeah, yeah, let's do it. Only one thing, O'Toole. Suppose our guys don't try the landing again tonight. That was part of the plan they told us. Yeah, two days ago. But they haven't changed their minds. There's nobody to sign any guarantee. From here on, we've got to make up our own minds. It's fish or cut bait. Well, put me down for yes. New Mark? What good will I be? I should have stepped on a mine, too. Cut that out. A musician with one arm. I say yes. My Jeep job's for me. I'll take it. O'Toole, I want it like that. Well, I'm, I'm only thinking, can you handle it? Well, I still got my right hand. I, I can drive it with one hand. Okay, you Mark. How long have we got? An hour and a half till dark. Another hour for that patrol car to pass to the Cape. When they pass here on the way back... It'll be us or them, but my plan will work. I know it will. Okay, boys, until they come, that time is all yours. All right, men. It's time that jeep was coming back. Get up close to the road. I wish that moon would stay behind those clouds. Five of you have bayonets and knives. Kalinsky, you've got the grenades. Listen. Here it comes. Now, don't get excited. Remember, we need that jeep. All right. I see my marker. I'll start to count when the front wheels pass. You set, Kalinsky? That piece of branch I put in the road? I'll lay a grenade right on it. Good boy, at the right second. Don't forget. We need that jeep. Hey, here it comes. Count. One. Two. Three. Four, five, six, go! Get into those honey blouses and helmets quick. Fast now, men. No more. Get that jeep back onto the road. Boys, we spike a small arsenal in the car. Tommy guns, rifles, and grenades. Pass them around. Getting close to the Nazi barracks, Harry. Raker, slow down. I got you. There's the command post. Building just below. Uh-huh. Get ready to jump. I got the three grenades planted back here. A little slower, a little slower. Newmark, can you make it? You slide over to the steering wheel. Hold it till he's set, Raker. Then get out on the running board. Okay, pal. Uh, all right. 
I've got it. So long, fella. Sweet dreams. All right, boys. Jump! You <laughs> didn't see us. No marks making right for the barracks. Goodbye, no mark. He's holding the road, all right. Just a little more, no mark. Just a little more. He made it! Wait! Now, come on. Get right off! Let's setting up a machine gun in the road. Do your stuff, Kalinsky. Rest of you start shooting. Where's Blount? He was hit. What down? It ain't much, O'Toole, but there's still four of us. Our guys will know there's something stirring here. Oh, that fire is a beaut. Come on. Before our men come, they'll land on the cape. We've got to cut over through the woods to escape any, any Jerry patrols. Be there to help them when they land. Yeah, if they come. All right, you guys. Take it easy. Ready? Single file. Now follow me. All right. Somebody, so I can cut this cloth away. Yeah, yeah, here. Yeah, yeah, Take it easy. There. Mm. Easy, Terry, easy. Mm. Break it. Get me some soap powder, quick. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Here. He's passed out. Look at his side. we got to get him down to the beach. So we can have a doctor as soon as our fellows land. The doctor will save him. Yeah, the doctor will save him. I hope... I'm writing this letter from somewhere overseas. I got a little wet when we landed, and we ran into a little trouble there. But our boys straightened it out all fine. Incidentally, the socks you knitted me weren't hurt at all by the water, and they didn't shrink any. I was knocked around a little, and I got a scratch or two, but after resting up, I'm back in business again. Most of my business these days is in a little town that looks like it's always early Sunday morning. And you know what I'm doing there? Hey, 
Take it easy. Take it easy there, Gil Hooley. Think you're going to a war? Don't tell me you MPs know there's a war going on up there. Well, think of that now. Yes, we know about it. <laughs> Somebody's been telling military secrets, and the UMPs would never know it way back here. Get going, Gil Hooley. Is that an order, Corporal O'Toole? That's an order, Gil Hooley, and here's something you didn't know. It's not corporal anymore. You see those stripes? Yeah. It's Sergeant Terrace O'Toole, MP. Now get going. You're holding up the war. Thank you, George Murphy. DuPont is privileged tonight to have been able to tell the real story of the Army MPs, how they work and live, and above all, how they fight. Mr. Murphy will return in a few moments. Meanwhile, here is Gain Whitman speaking for DuPont with some good news about food. Recently, the War Production Board released 7 million additional cases of canned baby foods, milk, prunes, pumpkins, sweet potatoes, and apple products to the public. These seven million extra cases of food came to you in part because of the development of rapid, efficient methods of electroplating tin, the result of combined research by the steel, electrical, and chemical industries. The old method of tin plating food cans was to hot dip the steel from which they were made. But in the hot dip method, every unit of steel plate took about a pound and a half of tin, now the Japs have most of the tin mines. So the problem was to find improved ways to plate the steel with only a fraction of the tin formerly used. And because of American resourcefulness and chemical know-how, it's being done. The new tin plate is rolling off production lines at the rate of 500 to 1,000 feet a minute. Here's a description of one steel mill's production line. It's 400 feet long. A steel ribbon, more than three feet wide, glides into one end. It runs through an alkaline tank that cleans it. It plunges through an acid to remove any foreign matter, such as oxide or rust. It gets sprayed with water and runs on through 12 cells of the plating bath. In the plating bath, an electrical system that can supply 120,000 amperes of current holds of pure tin to the bright-moving steel. Then the ribbon doubles over on itself so that the plated undersurface becomes the top and gets plated on the other side. Cleaned again and dried, it races down into high-frequency induction coils that melt the tin coating instantaneously and give it a bright finish. Strips of finished tin plate come off the line in coils five miles long, weighing 25,000 pounds. They roll off at a rate of 5 to 10 miles an hour, many times faster than the old way. These tin electroplating processes are regulated to use as little as a third of the tin the old hot dip method used. Here is a development serving a vital wartime need that offers many possibilities for the peacetime future. For instance, steel plated on one side with one metal and on the other side with another. The halogen tin process and the alkaline stannate process for strip plating are developments of DuPont, maker of better things for better living through chemistry. And now here is George Murphy, star of this evening's DuPont Cavalcade. 
Thank you, ladies and gentlemen. It has been my privilege to portray a young man from one of the most interesting and important branches of our armed forces. I hope that by listening to this story, many of you have had the work and duties of the military police clarified in your minds that they are second to none in combat has, I think, been clearly demonstrated. More power to the Army's Corps of Military Police, and thank you very much. DuPont urges you to listen next week to The Doctor Shoots a Cannon, starring Preston Foster, Otto Kruger, and Gene Lockhart. It is the story of the Navy's victory against the dread danger of flash burns, the searing wave of dry heat from exploding projectiles that caused a third of the casualties in the Coral Sea and the Solomons. Flash burn, unimaginable heat of 2,000 degrees, robbed of its potency by a little group of American naval doctors working with volunteer waves and sailors and experimenting with hundreds of formulas before they found the answer. Monday evening on Cavalcade, DuPont will present Preston Foster, Otto Kruger, and Gene Lockhart in The Doctor Shoots a Cannon, a play that will hearten and encourage every American who has a son, a brother, a husband in uniform. For it tells for the first time on the air the story of another great achievement by medical science for the protection of America's men who face the enemy. Cavalcade is pleased to remind its audience that George Murphy may now be seen in the Metro-Goldwyn-Mayer production, Broadway Rhythm. The musical score this evening was composed and conducted by Robert Armbruster. This is James Bannon sending best wishes from Cavalcade sponsor, the DuPont Company of Wilmington, Delaware. Broadcasting Company.